2: with all of you. We had a fantastic show last night. We had fantastic dialogue, amazing guests, uh, and what a great show. And uh, first and foremost, I always want to thank my co-hosts, my audience, my guests, and my sponsors. You guys are incredible. Um, The show just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Don't forget, we are listened to in 22 different countries and on over 60 online platforms. So we are all over the place, everybody. And uh, you can also visit our new media site for past interviews, past clips, and past shows, uh, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N Everybody, we have a huge show tonight. So much going on in the media, so much to discuss, so much to establish. Uh, let me introduce uh, my co-host, uh, Dr., award-winning speaker, Professor, veteran, technology expert, best-selling author, and commissioner of Parks and Recreation for Maricopa County, Dr. Robert Robert Branch. How are you, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic. Look forward to being on your show tonight.
2: Excellent. Well, great to have you here. I also want to welcome to the show uh, businessman, uh, Twitter master, activist, and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you, buddy?
3: Good. How are you doing tonight, Roy?
2: Uh, doing very well, man. I also want to welcome to the show uh, College Repo- uh, the oh, co- the founder of College Republicans United and chairman of Republicans United, Kevin DuKuyper. How are you, buddy? I'm doing
4: well, Roy. There's a lot of fun and not so fun things to talk about today. Can't wait.
2: Excellent, man. And I believe we have on the line, um, very popular guy, popular talk show host, 2024 presidential candidate activist. And um, an author, Daryl Kane.
0: Kane Crusade in the house.
5: What's up, my brother, Rory? I love you, man. I love all your guests. we got Dr. Branch, my dear brother, Kevin DeKuyper. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're really looking forward to this tonight. It,
0: sure, it sure is.
2: I, I also want to welcome to the show uh, nationally syndicated radio show host, successful businessman, political consultant, and activist, Clint Bellows. How are you, my friend?
6: I'm delighted to be here tonight. You've got a great lineup. <clears throat> I feel like I'm batting ninth for the uh, 63 Yankees. Uh, Murderers <laughs> row in front of me here. So
7: uh, I'll just sit
6: here and listen, and uh, occasionally I'll say, Yep, that sounds good to me because I think we've got enough firepower on tonight, Rory. Uh, you've got a great I'll tell you, show after, and after, three.
2: Hits. Thank you, Clint. It's always great to have you here. Uh, I want to get into the opening story, everybody. Sure. It bothers me every episode, and I probably talk about it every episode. The border crisis. I talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to talk about it again. There are cartel coyotes threatening our people now on their own land. There was a report out today that a bunch of Mexican cartel coyotes are threatening Texans about 80 miles past the border. I mean, there's victims of this shit. I just read about another rape today. I'm reading about more killings. I mean, it never, never ends. You know, this is so beyond uh, anything political. This is not about right or left. This is about America first and keeping our citizens safe. Uh, This is really sick stuff, and I don't know when this madness ends. It just keeps happening and happening over and over. And like I said yesterday, over a million people are expected to come into the U.S from the southern border illegally this year. Unless unless we do something, uh, that's what the numbers are on track for. Very, very scary. And we have our border guards who are even going on CNN. And And they're saying we cannot handle this overflow of illegal immigration just pouring through the border. I mean, they need help. There's not enough Border Patrol people to keep track of all this. And there's so many areas along the border that are wide open. We've seen videos. They're so easy to walk through. It's absolutely disgusting that we have to deal with this now and didn't take care of this 20, 30 years ago. I mean, they should have been dealt with a long, long time ago. It's just been building up. I understand right now it's at an – as far as I know, the numbers are pretty much at an all-time high with border crossers i mean it's really high right now but uh you know it obviously built it's built it's built up over so many years we have so many people in this country illegally and it's it's just it's really unfair to the to to the people that came here the right way and became legal and it's also unfair to to working class taxpayers that have to you know uh be responsible for these people's tasks. um it's sick sick stuff i want to play this clip from tucker carlson and then I want to play a clip of what Trump said earlier about shutting the border down. I mean, he's had enough. He's not playing any more games. We the people aren't playing any more games. We're tired of it. Something needs to happen. And the way it sounds is something's going to get established this week in the Trump admin about shutting down the border. And we all know right now. I saw reports out today. The rhinos are already battling against it, trying to stop, uh, trying to stop Trump from shutting the border. It's just ridiculous. How people keep going and over our president and just try to go against him—it's absolutely disgraceful, and it's the most—it's so dividing. I mean, it's—it's it's sick. Uh, let me play this from Tucker, though. Uh, one five.
7: Good evening, welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Donald Trump ran on the promise that he would secure our southern border when he ran in 2016. He other things, too—trade, Obamacare, ending the Iran deal—but it was immigration that resonated. No other candidate was saying anything like it. Voters loved it. That's why they yelled, ''Build that wall!'' at his rallies. More than two years later, we have less control, though, over immigration into this country than we did the day Trump launched his campaign. Entire populations from Latin America are moving north. In February, authorities apprehended 76,000 illegal arrivals at the Mexican border. By last month, that number had ballooned to 100,000. They are coming because they know that they can come. Our current system can't stop them. If illegal immigrants show up here with children, they're almost certain to be released into the United States. They will never be deported. Close to 100 percent of children and families detained at the border last year are still here. It's a scam. Before 2013, only 1 percent of aliens arriving at the U.S. border sought asylum based on credible fear in their home countries. Now, more than 10 percent do. They know the script. Even CNN can't lie about it anymore. Yesterday, to his credit, one of their anchors went to the border and talked to people trying to cross illegally into the U.S. Watch this conversation. It's the most honest thing that's run on CNN in a long time. Why did he take his kid with him to come here if it's just to work? (laughs) Porque si <laughs> eh eso está que si
8: uno viene con el menor a uno le dan permiso. Si no, yo hubiera ido para Honduras. Yo he estado tres, cuatro meses por eso.
4: Es what you and I were talking about. He says that if he comes here with his son,
9: then he's allowed to stay. He quiero, he quiero. Wow. ¿Quién dijo eso? No, eso es en todo el país. Eso es
10: una noticia
4: smugglers are telling them,
10: "You bring your kid you can get in:
7: If he comes here with his son, then he's allowed to stay. Our current political class has spent years pretending that is not true. In villages across Central America, they know it is true. Come to America, bring your kids, free schools, free health care, higher wages. They can't kick you out. If you lived in Honduras, you'd come here, too. We're begging them to come here. No wonder our immigration is out of control. They know that we are happy to give our country away, as we are. Our lawmakers are allowing this to happen. They could close the loopholes that allow it in about an hour, but they haven't done that. They likely won't do it. They show no interest in the effects this invasion is having on normal Americans, the suppressed wages, the stolen identities, the clogged emergency rooms and failing public schools, the fentanyl crisis. They don't care. The Chamber of Commerce tells us that everything is fine. Just yesterday, they attacked the White House for even suggesting we might have to shut down the border to protect the country. Guacamole prices might rise. Democrats, meanwhile, rejoice in the scale of this disaster. More illegal immigration means more power for them. They're actively for it. Everyone running for the Democratic nomination agrees on this. If you could, would you take the wall down now, here? Yes. Like you have a wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knock it down.
5: Offer a home to refugees. That is who we are. That's our values. That's part of what we do.
10: So instead of building a wall or closing the border, we should choose compassion instead of cruelty.
5: We welcome
4: refugees and bring people out of the shadows.
3: Spending, as a down payment, $5.7 on a wall is not an
8: effective use of tax dollars when we talk about water security. There are
7: better ways to do it. Immigration is not a security issue. It is an economic and a humanitarian and a family issue. There is no such thing as an illegal human. There's no such thing as an illegal human, says the sitting United States Senator. So no, Congress is not going to fix this. Our big cities won't help. They're all sanctuaries for illegals now. The courts aren't helping. It's not their job to protect the border anyway. It's the job of the executive branch. It always has been. So how are they going to fix this?
2: I, I, you know, I'll tell you something that really bothers me, and, and I'll tell you what I've said all along, is that the people on the left that are, are so, so, um, you know, they give all this, you know, uh, sy- sympathy, and, and, they, and they label these illegals as, as victims, and, and they're like, oh, let them in the country, let them, let them come in. And I'm always saying, if you want that, then why don't you take care of them? And if you believe in open borders, why don't you take the door off your house and just let people come freely in? Because that's pretty much what's going on. You're letting people just come right into our country. We don't know who the hell they are. They're not properly vetted. The the, the ignorance and the, and the the uneducated on the left drive me nuts. They don't have a fucking clue. They don't have a fucking clue. You know, yes, yes, there are great immigrants that come here legally and do it the right way and contribute strongly to, to our country. And, and I know some illegals contribute as well, but most don't. Most don't. And, and I think that's fair to say. Um, I, I'm also sickened by the number. I was looking up the number just now. We spend $200 billion, with a B a year on illegal immigrants. And these, these fucktards on the left now want to give them Social Security. They want to give them Social Security. They want to give them All these benefits, free health care. I, I, I'm just, I'm just appalled. I I really, uh, this is a sick thing. You know, it's. I, I always knew, obviously, that the liberal and the left, the liberals and the left were crazy, but to get at least they were some sort of substance at one point in time. Even though I did not agree, but now it's just completely,
3: uh,
2: just ludicrous. Everything they do is radical. And it's detrimental to our country, um, and, and such a such a uh, high, uh, you know, risk and, and danger. Um, let's go to Dr. Branch.
1: Rory, since Christmas time, about 150,000 illegal aliens have been dropped off on our streets yeah. in Arizona. We see the buses all the time from ICE. You had right. religious groups say, at first it was 100 people a week, 200 people a week. Now yep. it's thousands. They don't know what to do with it. Then the people on the left, they held, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the news broadcast, but they're they're claiming that these coyotes are yeah. humanitarians. Humanitarians. Yeah. And yeah. The, the thing is, 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 we have to do something about it. And as you said, you know, when you seen this Beto O'Rourke down there in El Paso, you played that clip, and he said, "Tear down that wall." When you know we we just seen over the past eight years the beheadings from the drug cartels, and he's saying, "Well, let's just open up the border." What what are these people on? I mean, to me, it's just it's it is the utmost craziness, and it's only designed to destroy. To destroy our country That's all it's designed to yeah. do yeah, We and, elected and Donald Trump
2: to... yeah. okay, No go I was ahead. just going
1: to say We elected Donald Trump to build that wall Let's build that wall
2: Yeah, and and you look at all the – you look at the report out yesterday, and I talked about this on my show. You have Democrat lawyers down at the border ready to meet these people. And we all know that politicians have special interest money with with Mexico and these foreign entities, which is one of the reasons they enable uh, these illegals coming through, as well as they obviously – the people – obviously the politicians on the left want the votes. But uh, even on both sides, though, you have people – politicians with special interest money in these countries There's no doubt about it I mean there's so many rhinos that are enabling it as Well it's sick, it's sick stuff
1: These lawyers just aren't going down to the border They're going down into country They're going down into Central America They're helping to organize these caravans They're disseminating pamphlets on what to say How to get in And as that person said, you know, that illegal If I come here with a kid, they have to let me in the question is, who's the kid? You know, are they even relatives? Do they have papers? You know, where you can't detain them. So what, what's happening here? And, you know, unfortunately, we see human trafficking. I was just down in Atlanta here two weeks ago, and at the airport, you're on that transport uh, between baggage claim and the terminals. And it, there, there's this big thing on there that says, we are aware of human trafficking uh human trafficking please keep your eyes open. This is in America airports you're hearing this. So, you know, it, unfortunately all of this is happening. Children 10 years of age, girls 10 years of age or older have to take birth control on the way up. They're getting raped and 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 quite frankly this is this has to stop. It's a humanitarian it is a health uh, concern as far as the drugs go in. It's life and death. We have to secure
2: these borders. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And it's it's a sick it's a sick epidemic. It's one of those things that you know we need to put a serious stop to it. Like this is this is no joke. I mean, this is the future of our country here. And, you know, they, they, this invasion keeps up. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. I mean, this is scary. Uh, with What I mean by we don't know what's going to happen is, it, is if these people keep coming in, you know, by the numbers without being vetted, uh, you know, we, we don't know what these people are capable of. We don't know. I mean, well, we've seen. We've seen what a lot of them are capable of. But the fact that we don't know their history and they just come right in here should scare anybody. And And the fact that the left-wing media is so misleading to Democrats about the border crisis, and on so many instances. I know just a second ago there was a Democrat, obviously on CNN, on the clip that told a little, told a little bit of the truth, and was doing the interviews and showing what the reality was. But most times you don't have that, and that, thats the scary part, the misleading media. Um, I, I wanna, I wanna go to you, Kevin. Go ahead. But you're both
4: absolutely right, and this is the very definition of a national crisis and a humanitarian yeah. issue. And the media, yeah. as always, has it completely opposite, telling the exact opposite story as what the, the nation, us Trump supporters, want to hear. And you know, yeah. we got to face this crisis. As of March 27th, yeah. Customs and yeah. Border uh, Patrol had uh, saw the highest total number of apprehensions and encounters uh four thousand one hundred and seventeen in a single day and each day it keeps rising and at, at yep. almost an exponential rate. It's absolutely yep. gonna cripple our country. Two hundred billion is going to be a small number compared to what's coming. And action needs to be taken absolutely as as fast as possible because uh, you know, we will have our social securities ripped away from us. us, us youth don't even expect to ever see it again. So Uh, We are in an absolute crisis, and uh, with the popular votes um, coming, maybe, with these uh, states going to the popular vote system, uh, we all know where these illegal immigrants are going to vote, towards the people that are giving them money, giving them social status, giving them jobs and health care and Social Security and everything. Uh, It needs to be stopped immediately.
2: I'll tell you, I've been reading some of the most disturbing stories lately like, an illegal alien fucked a cow last week, and that was national news. Then an illegal alien I sadly read about today and it was a little... I mean, actually, I was extremely disgusted in my stomach, and I don't know how anybody uh, lived with themselves after they do this shit. This guy got 25 years as an illegal alien because he raped a 12-year-old girl. I mean, the evilest of all evil. I mean, the sickest thing you could ever do. Uh, you know, these people are just monsters, you know, a lot of them. I mean, not not all of them, but right. there's a good amount of them.
4: And, and the people, just the Democrats especially, they're eating up the, the media story, uh, just everything they're saying, and they're fighting against us and uh, all of this. And I know personally what it's like, you know, even on ASU campus to be shouted at from a, a mob of very far leftist people saying that, Building a wall is genocidal, that we are killing people, that we are the epitome of evil. We're Nazis and KKK for wanting to protect our country, and they really do believe it. They really do believe that we are genocidal monsters because we want to protect Mm -hmm. our country like this.
3: Yeah,
2: Bill, go ahead.
3: Well, I think, you know, I, I, this has been going on, this is not a new thing that with them sending people down to pass the border and sending lawyers. And this was to culminate under Clinton so that these mass immigrations would have walked right on in. You think it's bad now. If Clinton would have been elected, it, it would have been tenfold. And that was part of their plan. And the, the, you don't organize these things in a few months and, and fund them in a couple months. And so... I, you know, if you probably really could look through the history of it, you you would look two or three years back and see that that these things were coordinated to to arrive during the during the Clinton administration. Thank God there was never going to be a Clinton administration. But the the these liberals are hypocrites. I just posted a, a video on Twitter where a reporter was out on the street and asking liberals, you know, would you take in a, an illegal immigrant? into your home and take care of them everyone to a person said absolutely sure would and then the then the reporter brings up an immigrant and says well here's Juan and he needs a home every single one of them said well no I don't have the room and I don't have the space and not today and things are tight and you know that's that's the socialistic mentality is is and that's what you see prevalent in in our, our leaders now that are being elected into Congress is that they say, we're going to bring them all in and we're humanitarians, and uh, but you're going to pay for it. We're not going to pay for it. We're not going to take them into our homes. You're going to pay for it, and you're going to take them into your towns, and we'll live behind our walls. that, that Our walls are moral, but your walls are immoral. So I think they've come to a point by doing this that, that they've taken it from national emergency to a really a crisis, that that can't be not dealt with now. They've they've killed the goose that go that lays the golden eggs, in as it were, because they ha- now have created such a a shitstorm on the the southern border that that the American people will demand, and and the liberals and and Democrats aren't going to have a choice but to go along with it to fix this problem.
2: Very true. Very true. I want to – I'm going to get everybody's comments, but I want to play this clip real quick of what Trump uh, said earlier today about the border when he was asked by the media what what his plans are. Uh, One, seven.
0: Is it your intention, sir, to close the border this weekend? What would it take to not close the border? Well, I haven't made that intention known, and uh, I'm ready to close it if I have to close it. Mexico – as you know, as of yesterday, has been starting to apprehend a lot of people at their southern border, coming in from Honduras and Guatemala and El Salvador, and they're uh, they're really apprehending thousands of people. And it's the first time, really in decades, that this has taken place, and it should have taken place a long time ago. You know, Mexico has the strongest immigration laws in the world. There's nobody has stronger. I guess some have the same, but you can't get any stronger than what Mexico has. And We don't want people coming up making that very dangerous journey and coming in. Our system is absolutely maxed out, and Border Patrol has done an incredible job, but the system is absolutely maxed out, and uh, it's a very unfair thing. So Mexico has, uh, as of yesterday, made a big difference. we will see that because few people, if any, are coming up, and they say they're going to stop them. Let's see. They have the power to stop them. They have the laws to stop them. And what we have to do is Congress has to meet quickly and make a deal. I could do it in 45 minutes. We need to get rid of chain migration. We need to get rid of catch and release and visa lottery. And we have to do something about asylum. And to be honest with you, I have to get rid of judges. Every time, and you won't even believe this, Mr. Secretary General, you catch somebody that's coming illegally into your country and they bring them to a court. But we can't bring them to a court because you could never have that many judges. So they take their name, they take their information, and they release them. Now we don't release too many, we keep them. It's called catch and keep If you don't have facilities for that. But you have to bring them to a court system if they touch your land, one foot on your land. Welcome to being Perry Mason, you now have a big trial. So what they've done over the years is they release them into the United States, and they say, come back in four years for a trial, and nobody comes back. I guess 1%, 1% to 2% on average come back, and nobody can understand why they come back. They're the only ones that come back. It is the worst, dumbest immigration system in the world. The Democrats could change it with one meeting, everybody would agree. But they don't want to change it because they don't want to give the Republicans a victory. They don't want to change it because they want open borders, which means crime and lots of other things coming in, including drugs. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I think the Democrats today, I spoke to a couple of them, and they all of a sudden they're changing because they're seeing it really is a crisis. It is a national emergency on the border, and let's see if they can do it. But I want to... Thank, it's a very short period of time because for years this should have been done, but Mexico is now stopping people coming, very easy for them to do, stopping people coming in through Mexico. Let's see if they keep it done. If, if they keep doing that. Now, if they don't, or if we don't make a deal with Congress, the border is going to be closed, 100%. And this should have been done by other presidents. So many things should have been done by other presidents. But if we don't make a deal with Congress, or if Mexico, and probably you can say and if Mexico doesn't do what they should be doing, they shouldn't have people coming into their country either. This is their southern border that they have to protect. Then we're going to close the border. That's going to be it. Or we're going to close large sections of the border. Maybe not all of it. But it's the only way we're getting a response, and I'm totally ready to do it. And I will say this. Many people want me to do it because we're being abused by a bad legal system that was put in by Democrats and that has to be changed. And it can be changed in 45 minutes if they want to change it. Let's see what they do. Yes, Steve. Mr. President, have you Mr. President the, on on the impact vehicle. on the U.S. economy by closing Sure, it's me. going to be having a negative impact on the economy. It's one of the biggest trade deals in the world that we've just done with the USMCA. Uh, It's a very big trading partner, but to me, trading is very important, the borders are very important, but security is what is most important to me, I have to have security. This is what this gentleman is all about, to my right, and we're going to have security in this country. That's more important than trade. Hey, all you hear me talking about is trade, but let me just give you a little secret. Security is more important to me than trade. So we're going to have a strong border, or we're going to have a closed border. And, you know, when we close that border, we will stop hundreds of millions of dollars of drugs from coming in, because tremendous amounts of drugs come through our southern border. And so that's one of the benefits. So I'm totally prepared to do it. We're going to see what happens over the next few days. Uh, Clint, I
2: want to go to you, Clint. Go ahead.
6: Well, I'm probably going to say some things that may seem pretty extreme. Um, and I very much value the comments made both by the president and by our other esteemed guests, all very uh, well considered. Uh, but I think the game's over. And I'm a positive mental attitude thinker. I read uh, Dale Carnegie and uh, uh, everybody else when I was a, a young man, and I've had a, a positive uh, Take on life for the last you know 50 plus years, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, etc. And I can tell you, I've been doing this talk show for the last seven or eight years, and I've been hearing the same kinds of comments made by very well-meaning people. In fact, I've heard those comments since 1986 when I was working with Ronald Reagan, and he agreed to do an asylum deal in exchange for. Uh, some uh, concessions on the part of the Democrats, which they promised to make and never made. And so I think we're beyond the rhetoric that we've heard tonight. We're beyond the rhetoric, even of the president. There is nothing that is going to turn this around. Okay. The Democrats have the numbers right now. They are not going to turn around. They have no motivation to do so. They don't want to. Okay. They apparently do not see the extreme danger to their very way of life or they don't value their way of life. And many of these people are socialist communists who don't see the world the way we do anyway. If we've got 330 million people in the country, we're lucky if we've got 120 million that still are of the traditional pay your taxes, go to work, raise your children, go to church. uh, You know, the, the, The American dream, so to speak, is not the American dream of these people. It's become a tipping point. Europe is lost. Uh, I've been there a number of times. I've had many guests on the show that have examined that very, very closely. And I don't just say it's lost culturally. It is statistically lost. Okay? Right now, and maybe some of you, when I'm done talking, I'd like to finish because I've only got limited time tonight. But... Right now, the replacement rates on population in most of the European countries. If it started to replace itself today at record paces, it would take eighty to a hundred years to catch up with the pat- with the rate of population growth among Islamic uh, organizations and peoples throughout Germany, France, name your countries. There's about twenty countries over there: England, uh, the Netherlands, Copenhagen, my home. Uh, Uh, Sweden, Italy, Spain, it's over, okay? They've let the thing get out of control. And uh, if you look at what is happening in our Congress, not only the Congress but other state governments, and I'm talking about Islamic people. I'm not talking about some vague uh, euphemism. I'm not saying uh, anything tolerant about it. I'm not saying that the country's in the same position it was over its first couple of hundred years where we could take unlimited immigrants into the country who wanted to come in legally and become American citizens and and function under our constitution. They left where they were to go to somewhere they perceived to be better. That's no longer the case with these people. We have no idea how many people other than of Mexican origin are coming into the country through the southern borders right now. How would we know that, okay? The game is being lost, and it's being lost quickly, and the, what you'll also see is you're going to see a real big push in the Congress on all the things that will disarm the American people and will make us unable to defend ourselves. I think we're beyond the convention of states. I think we're beyond all the concessions and consensus building. We've got a very weak Republican Party led by wimps like uh, McConnell and the 12 uh those 12 uh, gutless wonders okay. have deserted the president on the, on the border. Okay. Uh, I believe that we're at a point right now where those of us who believe it, I'm not talking about a tea party deal. I'm talking about something much bigger than that that must be organized and must be organized quickly. And it must enable us. I'm sorry. You might not like this, but we must be armed and we must be ready to defend this country at the, at the end of a rifle. And we must be probably willing to do that in the next five to 10 years. And I don't expect that to be something that too many of you are going to agree with me on. You're going to say I'm extreme and all these different things. It should be apparent to everybody that the people we're up against do not want any compromise. They do not want to stop the flow of immigration. They are unaware or ignorant or they don't care about the future of traditional America. They don't care about your grandchildren or children. They don't care about your ability to have a business. We are very close right now to the tipping point. It's time to quit talking and start doing. And uh, and it's got to get organized. We have enough leaders in this country to do it. They are not primarily in Washington, D.C. I've interviewed 75 of them on my show in the last two years. And thanks to Rory, I had one of the good ones, one of the very best-known ones on on Friday – which was uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and uh, he and I talked extensively off, off, off mic about it. He completely agrees with me. There's nothing. It's a joke to keep this myth going, folks, that somehow some magic pill's going to occur where we're going to take this southern border and we're going to build this great wall and we're going to stop this from happening. There's no political will to get this done. It's Donald Trump, and you may say, well, the people are finally starting to come around. Not fast enough, okay, and, and 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 so you know you can call me uh, you know a, a giver up or whatever. I'm saying no, no. It's time to take up arms at some point uh, when they're dumping all your tea and bought when they're when they're when they're misusing you uh, to the point where we are being completely forgotten about. And I'm talking about the American middle class. And I live in a city where Warren Buffett couldn't care less about you, Bill Gates couldn't care less about you. Tom Steyer couldn't care less about you. Uh, The jerks that run progressive insurance and so many other major corporations in this country couldn't care less about you. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And that's, that's my word for the evening guys. I can't come at it any stronger than that. Uh, I don't have all of the wherewithals and all of the schedules, but it needed to start already. We're already behind the curve and uh, that's my take. And you've, uh thank you very much for hearing me out i really do appreciate the audience and uh that's where i'm going with my television show that's coming on in a month or so and you know i i carry a gun today i expect to you know be targeted and i have been in the past and uh you know we are we're really at a point right now where we've let this thing go so long they think we're a joke okay okay
7: Uh, Our enemies
6: and the people running this immigration, this is not some spontaneous thing. This is being organized by guys like George Soros. All of our enemies are feeding this cancer on our southern border, not to mention our northern border and some of our other points of immigration. Can't Mm -hmm. really point to too much to be that happy about right now if you're going to be frankly candid about it. We've got one thing going for us, and his name is Donald Trump. And if he can survive right. another three or four assassination attempts, which he's already survived, by the way, according to sources I have, um, we're going to be very lucky. But don't count on anybody uh, in the Republican side of things. We've got a guy in my district who's a former brigadier general. I love the guy. He's a great guy, and he's a wimp. Okay? And he was in Iraq. <laughs> he was in. He's a manstein. This guy, the only thing he's concerned about is getting reelected. I promise you. okay? and it ain't going to work the way it is. It's going to have to change and it's going to have to be almost spontaneous. And there will be deaths. There will be there will be confrontation, conflict on the streets of America. And either we're going to do it now and get ready for what's coming or we're going to sit here and just get clobbered like Europe already has the number one boy's name in Germany last year was not Wolfgang. It was Mohammed. And at this point in time, all of those, all of those countries are under 0.14 on their, on their replacement values, which means they will never catch up. It will take a hundred to 200 years to get back to where they were 20 years ago. That's just a statistical analysis. That's, those aren't my numbers. Okay. Uh, they're 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 through, okay. Get your trip to yeah. London in soon because uh, you won't be able to go there very much longer. Thanks
0: for That's listening. Very well.
2: Yeah, well said, Mike. Mike, I, I do got to I want everybody to stay put. I do got to introduce our next guest here in the next couple minutes, but I, I do want to get a few more people's comments about this. I know we're running a little behind. I apologize for that. But Mike Peters, go ahead in New York, Mike Peters.
11: Yeah, I. Uh,
8: I think one thing that we're overlooking, everybody's pointing the fingers and looking at, they're not looking at the root, what's behind it, and where the money is coming from behind for these these illegal immigrants, as they call them, these illegal aliens that are coming across the border, is that Open Borders uh, group, um, people without borders, they're based up in Chicago. And there are articles out there that show, they've already done studies, proving what foundations have funded this. Uh, these group and they're all the Soros and all the rest of the left wing foundations are behind all of this, and they've been funding it and promoting this. And I don't understand why Trump, why the government doesn't go in there and just neuter the son of a bitches and in put an end to it.
2: Bingo. Well said. Well said. Uh, IQ, and then I'll go Much to said. Daryl and then I got to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll introduce our guest. But uh, IQ, go ahead.
11: The gentleman who spoke for a lengthy time was 100 percent correct. I've always said no nation on Earth today except the United States of America is allowing what's happening. No nation. If you want to defend your border, you put the military, you put minefields, and anybody who comes in illegally shoot to death. So if the other gentleman was extreme, I'm more extreme. But in fact, I'm not extreme. I'm being realistic. Yep. Illegal, it's called illegal for a reason. That means he is not part and parcel of the American people. He is invading. And anybody who invades your territory, you shoot him dead. That's my word. Back to you.
2: Well said, IQ. Daryl. go ahead.
11: Yeah,
5: so we got some, some hot comments here. Um, I definitely agree with a lot of the things that Clint said. There's a couple places where I part ways. Um, but I, I think that he's certainly correct in his assessment that you know the, the game, and, and we've been talking about this a lot this week. The game is is essentially broken, you know, and we're having these conversations. But the, the reality with a state like Texas, it's, it's not about whether or not Texas is going to be turned, uh, you know, purple or eventually blue. It's it's a matter of when that's going to occur, right? So it's a matter of, of what pace these things occur. And and we have a problem now where there's a, a gravity in place from, from the, the the demographic shifts that the left has forced on the country. And, you know, I, I want to kind of – I mean, of course we have the, the criminal element, and, and there is a, a legitimate security uh, concern, certainly, with open borders. Uh, but the truth is, is that a lot of these people coming over, they are perfectly good – uh, you know, hardworking people. I, I actually, I used to play a lot of club soccer in, in California. I played on teams where I was probably the only Spanish-speaking, uh, only English-speaking person, excuse me. And, you know, yes, these are a lot of these people They have Christian families and traditional values. And, and sort of the conservative thing is, well, eventually we can get the left to stop bringing them over if if we get enough of them to vote for us in a 30 or 40 year process, not really understanding in in 30 or 40 years that the country is gone. And and the reality is is that you're never going to be able to get their vote because no matter what, you know, when you look, I mean, this occurs in all of the minority groups. African-Americans, okay, they are socially conservative. They are not on board with same-sex marriage and transgender restrooms, right? The left gives unearned goods to, to victim groups, and, and what you're talking about with L- Latino Americans. It doesn't matter if everything about the left is antithetical to their traditional values. I mean, let's, let's realize that basically, I mean, you know, we have a guy IQ on here. People all around the world that have a, a sort of a respect for natural law, right, a a sort of a God-fearing reality, uh, everybody is in agreement upon things like, uh, you know marriage and family and these types of there, there, there are certain values that are that are universal that sort of transcend these things and And what you see is that actually the only people in the world that believe the things that progressives believe truly are you know affluent white progressives these are These are really the the only groups so they're actually completely ideologically isolated from these groups. The question is, why do they get 90 percent support from these groups? Well, it's because they're giving them something that wasn't earned, giving the country to Latin to Latin America. They're giving it to the third world, and there's nothing, you know. And, and these, are, and again, it's not, it's not so much. I mean, I get it. You're in the third world. You have the United States. You come here. You get paid to vote. You get your, you know, you get scholarships specifically targeted to you. I don't begrudge you for wanting to come here. It doesn't change the reality that I don't want you here, because the, the country has been changed. You know, we have this 40- this or 50-year campaign about just endless diversity, and, and diversity is sort of a, a neutral thing. And I think that the entire public, you know, education system was was rearranged to, to prioritize as if the entire goal of the country was to be some sort of an ethnic melting pot, which is a, a completely patently absurd concept. You know, what, what Clint is saying is is correct, that these conversations that we're having now, we've been having these conversations for 30, 40 years, and oh. and, and the cake is is largely broken. Oh. And what the left has done is they, they have, in fact, poisoned the well for, for liberal democracy. You know, when you have yeah. places now like France, I mean, what happens in a country where, you know, a, a, a democratic country – uh, it suddenly, has a, a ethnic majority that that believes in a, a literal interpretation of of Sharia law, right? And that's that's yeah. something that you're looking at it, you know, 10, 20, or thirty years. I mean, what happens in that situation? Now, you know, where I differ from from Clint a little bit is I, I do kind of want to caution on on the accelerationist approach. Yeah, we got
2: to go to uh, commercial you know, in about a minute. In about a minute, we got to go to commercial.
5: Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll be quick on that. I, I do think that there's a certain amount from the left where, where I think that there's almost nothing that they would rather see than to see sort of lone wolves pop up all across the country that they can sort of, uh, you know, easily dismantle after the event is done and and then use it to then further the tyranny. Um, and this is not to say that the conservative movement needs to continue with, with status quo. We have to be uh, sort of building a, a hyper disciplined platform that is light years away on the political spectrum from even where Trump is. Okay, we need to get completely, completely out of that stratosphere. But the, the only way that, that I see for this, and in my, in my opinion, the, the, the way out is the power of the executive branch. And, and that, again, is why I'm running in 2024, to seize that power, that that's ultimately the way out of this thing. If you're listening, if you're a young man... I I don't want you embracing, you know, radical actions. I don't want that. What I want you doing is I want you pulling out your Bible, and I want you focusing on doing everything that you possibly can to be an upstanding Christian gentleman, cultivate leadership that's going to be necessary to fill that vacuum, because we are going into a new future, and it's going to belong to to those of us that have the vision and the fortitude to seize it. Thank you.
2: Well said, man, very well said. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back with our, with our guest. We'll be right back.
5: Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaiseSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682.
10: Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the -the behind-the-scenes production I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
2: All righty, we are back. This is the Rory Soder Show, worldwide, coast to coast, listened to in 22 different countries on over 60 online platforms. And everybody, uh, visit our new media site, ZNEX, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N for past shows, clips, and a 24-7 breaking news coverage. Um, I do want to welcome our guest, a very popular guy, just released a new book, comedian, activist, and author of The Mueller Report, The Complete and Final Finding Against President Donald J. Trump, and he's also the author of The Fuck List, uh, Kevin Pryslack. How are you, buddy? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Kevin, I'm sorry, man, we were a little behind tonight on the schedule, and I, I'm sorry I made you wait for a while, but I'm sure you liked some of the conversation you heard.
9: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely interesting.
2: N- now, um, now, te- no, te- oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, you were gonna say you were gonna say something about what we were talking about.
9: Yeah, no, I was interested in the in the gentleman that's running uh, for office in 2024. Be- very that nice. Was, very uh, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, put out this book called the the Muller Report um, we got our hands on it and uh, it's it's full of more it, it has more information in it than probably any other Mueller book you're ever going to find in my opinion
2: now now it's your first time on the show so so tell everybody everybody about you know your adventures you know your your career, how it all started for you in life you know at any time somebody new comes on the show, I like to get you know info about them you know your bio and stuff like that sure so
9: i live in uh, new york uh, with my two dogs and my wife uh i wrote a book called the effort list which is all the things you should skip before you die um sold tons and tons of copies very big overseas in australia for some reason they they like the cover uh I do comedy, stand-up comedy, as well as I write um, satire books and satire pieces all over the place. And um, I just wrote a satire called The, the Mueller Report, uh, The Complete and Definitive Findings Against President Donald J. Trump. So that's my latest book. Uh, it came out yesterday on April Fool's Day, uh, and it's a book about everything that was in The Mueller Report, which is nothing they have nothing on President Trump, so the book is completely blank. So, <laughs>
4: that, that, that is
2: uh, – that's, that's quite something. <laughs> so, yeah. so Okay, oh Kevin, goodness, let's talk about low. this. So go go back just a little bit. So you – that is hilarious. I mean, your, your whole comedy I, – I love your personality. It's perfect. Uh, so, what, what inspired, I mean, obviously, what made you? I, I mean, I get the the blank book, but what made you think of this and, and pursue this?
9: Well, I was getting a root canal. And on, on TV, on every channel, all you saw when you were flicking around was the Mueller report, the Mueller report, the, what's in it, what's in it? And nobody wanted to take, you know, Attorney General Barr's word for it. And so now everybody's speculating what's he hiding? What's he hiding? Not hiding anything. President's not a Russian asset. You didn't didn't take twenty five point two million dollars to realize that we don't have a spy in the White House. So the whole thing was kind of ridiculously ridiculous and somewhat kind of comical that people actually believed it. So I thought why not let's put out put out our own Mueller report well before anybody else and let's just have it be a whole bunch of blank pages. Now we do have a thousand sixty four words in it. But it's basically the beginning of it is praise for Mueller from all the Democrats that were in love with him. And in the back of the book, it's also praise for Mueller from all the Democrats that now hate him. So there's a before and an after, and then we just literally have the findings of Mueller and no collusion, no obstruction. And there you go. You can buy it for all of your liberal friends. Uh, that see, the Mueller report, you send it to them early, they open it up, there's literally nothing in it. That was the premise wow.
2: the premise was to have some fun. Well, it it, it makes sense. Um, uh, Kevin, I'll go to you. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, me, Kevin, right? <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm very tired of hearing about this Mueller report because it's been going on for two and a half years. You know, we see week after week after week. You know, nothing's new. They're doubling down in their lies. The left is. And then they double down, and then they double down, and nothing's changed, you know? It's an absolute distraction from the fact that nothing is actually being done. Nothing. You know, Trump yes. is the only person that could actually make a real difference here. Um, and, you know, all the evidence is out. We know, everyone knows, but still, nothing's being done. Why is nothing being done?
2: Yeah, uh, no, no I hear hate- you.
4: The Supreme Court, for example, what? has done uh, you know, almost nothing. You, you know, they can't even defend our Second Amendment rights. Now over half a million people are felons. American citizens are felons. They're going to go to prison for a long time just for owning this little plastic thingy called a bump stock. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Our liberties are being eroded every single month, and nothing's being done about it. And, you know, I, I, uh, the Congress isn't going to do anything. Supreme Court's not going to do anything. Trump, do something. Hurry up. We're, are, we're losing our country.
2: Yeah and um I want to I want to ask Kevin the guest I want to ask you um how long did it take you to basically put this entire thing together obviously I know you know the the, the pages were blank but uh w- when did you start it when did you finish it Started it on
9: uh started it on last Monday and I finished it uh Monday night so it does take some time it took about 12 hours. So, you know, it's got to go through layout, it's got to get proofed, Uh, you know, it's got to get chapter headings, got to get converted into an EPUB, it's got to, you know, get converted into specs and covers and all that kind of good stuff. So, it is a lengthy process. Uh, And then you got to get rejected by Amazon. So, Amazon won't sell the book um, except as a Kindle version, which is ironic because it would be a blank Kindle. Uh, they won't sell the physical book because they say their their audience isn't hip enough to realize that the Mueller the, the Mueller report is uh you know is is a fake book even though it says this is a humor this is humor like this is not the actual Mueller report so they said just the fact that it has the Mueller report in it uh, would be misleading to its customers so I assume they think are all idiots that they can't tell the difference so what we did was we did. The fake Mueller report just for Amazon, and they still won't put it up. So I'm at a loss. So I'm basically on BNN.com and Amazon Kindle. So, so those are the two places you could get my uh, my comedy book that uh, really should be sold everywhere because it's literally satire. So I guess the Washington Post has a, a you know a copyright on the term the Mueller report because. They're the only ones that seem to be selling it on Amazon. So it is what it is.
2: And, and have you been following this story from start to finish?
9: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very, you know, very the whole part of it is interesting. I'm, I'm more of a independent down the line. But once yeah. you, like, start watching and people are like, oh, yeah, the president's a traitor, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's clear. And you think everybody would be like, this, this is amazing, our president, right? Not a tra- everybody's pissed off. He's not a traitor. I've never seen anything like it. Before. It's like they wanted our president to be a traitor inside the White House. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. And then you have this poor guy Carter Page, who they claim to be a Russian spy. I mean, guy's all over television. He's more like Inspector Gadget than he's a spy. So you know, get a FISA one on this guy to to spy. The whole thing was so insanely. I mean, you got the the most, to be honest with you, the most amazing thing out of the entire situation with those struck and page text, the fact that they are two of the higher-up people in the FBI and they didn't realize that their cell phones, people were going to be able to get their text messages, is so utter. I cannot believe that we trust them to be in the FBI when they don't realize that their text messages are monitored. So we just, what I noticed was you just got a lot of dumb people That work at the top echelon of the FBI, not the rank and file. Those are, I mean, you got some, you got some real idiots. You got Comey, you got McCabe, you got Prestack, you got Strzok, you got Page, you got James Baker, you got Comey. I'll say Comey twice. Uh, You know, it's just, it's a, it's a cluster over there, and I think you're about to see the other side of it. So I literally have gone through this process. I've gone from an independent to. Leaning more towards Republican, based on just the whole nonsense that happened at the FBI.
8: Yeah, so oh, that's
2: yeah, very, very, very well said, and you're you're absolutely right. Um, you you know everything you say is really spot on and, and fantastic. Uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead.
1: I think it's hilarious. I. <laughs> When 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 you were saying that it it has the the, the Kevin when you were saying it has the Mueller report, then you said, "Well, it came out on the on April Fool's Day." It was like, "Okay, well, you got me there." I I would just like to see Amazon's people sitting around saying, "Well, the asset list is uh, it's okay to publish, but." Nothing called the Mueller report. I, I, I just I could imagine the boardroom saying that right now. It just it it, it, it shocks me, but it's it's pretty funny, and I I, I can appreciate the satire. Uh, this country is you know is is well established on this satire, and it's 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 uh you know it's definitely needed. Now going back to, to if I could, Clinton Daryl, um, you know, uh, you I believe you. that they're. Yeah, I believe that there's a, a a a happy medium between the the two of you you all. And and uh, when I ran for superintendent of public instructions, I you know I I'm a person of, of a little bit of means. And you know uh, when Donald Trump was elected, and a lot of us helped get him elected, uh, we fought. We fought, especially in Arizona. There was a huge fight be- between the Ted Cruz. Uh, people and the Donald Trump. Now, I was on the Donald Trump side, and the thing, what when I, when I looked at is Trump is not a person. Trump is not um, just the president. Trump is a movement, and I think that's what you're starting to see, especially when you see a person like Kevin say, well, listen, you know, I was more independent. Now I'm leaning more t- towards a Republican. Because this is a movement. Uh, it takes a long time to turn this big ship around. But I ran for superintendent of public instruction because I'm in education. Uh, that is you know, my uh, work for the last 20 years. And if we're going to actually fix this country, we've got to get the United States Department of Education out of state's education. You've got to allow us to have our own education system, which our constitution in Arizona allows for local control. And at that point in time, then we could start turning this ship around because uh, if we affect education at kindergarten through 12th grade, we can change this nation around. Uh, you know, I understand what, you know, Clint's saying as far as, you know, just look at Omar, what happened up in uh, Minnesota you know, since right. since the uh, mid '90s, uh, now you have, a, a, you know, you have 170,000 people vote for Omar to put her into yeah. office. That's dangerous, man. So we got to switch. You know, what's happening in this country? If I if I totally believed where Clint's at, I you know I'm, I I could be down in Alabama right now fishing because I'm totally bummed out. Uh, But, Daryl, you know, 2024, uh, you know, the reality is there's got to be a happy medium here where you got to, you know, you have to understand that there's a lot of us out there, a lot of people like me that don't see Trump just as the one person. We see Trump as the entire movement. And, you know, I am so happy the Mueller report came out. I'm so happy Kevin's got the satire. I hope it sells millions. Because you had me in it, but the reality is, we have to understand that Trump is a movement, and if you're looking for something, Daryl, you know that is that movement. I'm with you, and believe me, people down here in Arizona, we have our guns. So, uh, God bless you
0: all, uh, Bill, and Ted you. you. John, Everybody
9: needs to go to bnn.com and order the, the, the Mueller report.
0: Uh, <laughs> give it to all your liberal friends.
2: Bill in Texas,
9: go ahead. Um,
7: no, yeah. you know, um,
9: yesterday for – oh, I'm sorry,
3: Go. Go ahead. Me or – go ahead, Kevin. Okay,
9: no, what I was saying is uh, – So yesterday for the the, the whole April Fool's launch, I was telling everybody, I was like, oh, how'd you get it? You know, people actually thought I had the Mueller report. I said, how'd you get your hands on it? I said, well, you know, my fiance's sister is Adam Schiff's maid. And she went to Adam Schiff's house and she saw the Mueller report right next to his toilet. And so she scooped it up because it was a leaky toilet because, you know, he's a leaker. And and brought it home to me, and that's how I was able to get the Mueller report. And I can't tell you how many people fell for this. So, I mean, it was it was it was kind of interesting. I mean, people are, you know, people think they're going to get 400 pages. I mean, it, look at the end of the day. I mean, majority of this, we should never even actually see this thing by law. But I guess because of public interest, they're going to show it to us. The issue is, is, like, there's grand jury tests. I mean, let's just say hypothetically, right, Rory, let's just say hypothetically, you're in it somehow. Somebody talked about you for some strange reason, and you right. have nothing to do with anything, right? All of a sudden, right. your name's out there in the press. Your life's over. Yeah. Take a look at this George Papadopoulos, and you got Carter. I mean, their lives are over. Who's going to hire a 31-year-old that was accused of Russian collusion? Nobody. Who's going to hire Cardinal Page? Nobody. It's, uh, I mean, their their lives are over. They really have no repercussion. I know he's suing the the government, but you can't really sue the government for stuff like this. Government has immunity. So, I mean, it just shows you that the power that that psychos could have in in ruining people's lives. So that was the inspiration for, for writing the book more so was to, you know, to make people look back and just, these past two years have been absolutely insane. However, you know there's a book that's written out there that kind of sums it all up in 262 blank pages. So that, that was really the
3: inspiration.
2: I, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Bill in Texas.
3: Yeah. Um, you, the. I want to kind of go back a little bit to what we were talking about with, with the the writing of this country. And, and, you know, God forbid that it, it does take something, something drastic, but there are militias that, that are organized and they, and we've got over 20 million veterans that with an 80% conservative rate within there that, that have the right minds. And there's a lot of oath takers like myself who swore to defend the constitution. And, you know, in the, in the, the, Declaration of Independence, it says that um, when a long train of abuses and as- aspirations uh, per- pursuing inevitable the same objective invinces a design to reduce them under dep- absolute dep- dep- excuse me, um, depotism, it is their right and their duty to throw off such government and to provide a new guard and to, to secure their future. So the the liberal, it, it has to reach a, a turning point like it did in the Revolutionary War. There was a lot of things that, that are paralleled to today that was going on then between the British and the colonists, but it, it only took one 16-year-old kid getting shot in the street to spark the war, and you have to be on the right side, the morally right side of history, in order to prevail in that. And that's that's what we're at that point now, where I think that because of the Mueller report has turned up nothing, and liberals don't have any recourse except to to accelerate or to to bring about greater and greater harm, that we're going to reach that point. But you, you don't think for a minute that the the the, the it, these these cities can't if it turns turns that out. To be that and, and and we really do have to take up arms and 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 instill for our future, you can cut off New York City and you can cut off Houston, Texas, and you can cut off California, and you've taken out ninety percent of the liberal population who don't know how to use guns and and military right. minds understand that that's part of, of prepping a battlefield is to understand those dynamics right
2: um Mike Peters, go ahead in New York, Mike Peters.
3: My God, it's so complicated.
8: I don't know where to start. There's so many things. Christoph Michael Knowles is a friend of mine, and he wrote a book back in 2017, uh, Reasons to Vote for Democrats. And he used the same tactics that you used in, in this book. But what's interesting to me is that Amazon allows his book to be sold. I just looked it up, and it's still for sale there. I wonder why they're playing games with you and not letting your book be sold. That's strange to me. But because, uh, uh... There's many books called The Mueller Report,
9: um, but if you do look at his uh, okay. all the way down, all the way down at the bottom, yeah. it says lefty yep. lawyers um, want me to tell you that there's only pages that are mostly blank and there's 1,020 words in it or something. Our all right, yeah. is more explicit than anything you've ever seen in your life. This is a humor yeah. book. It is
8: not real. All um, right, right. right. Like well, the same thing with Michael and, Knowles. Michael's book was a for joke. It was a joke. The Comprehensive Guide, Reasons to Vote for Democrats, and there's nothing in it. They're all blank.
9: Yeah, no, you know, I, know. I understand so, that. But after, I, I, I trust me, the book sold hundreds of thousands. That book sold hundreds of thousands of copies. Um, right. it, it was right. genius. Um, not right. as genius as this book, but it was genius. <laughs> uh. Well I'm
8: biased because i I know Michael. I know I know Mike. He's a as I said, he's a friend. But anyways, anyway, I've known him for a while. Um but getting back to the other thing and congratulations on it, I wish you all the luck with it, because anything that is a satire, anything that exposes the stupidity of the left, I'm all for it. I think I really think that we should be turning them into a joke that the joke that they aren't exposing the joke that they are. But another thing that I am convinced and I yeah, I'm a, I'm a gun owner. I'm very active with the Second Amendment and everything else. But I, um, I don't know when, when people talk about you know that it might come down to that. It might. Come, I think that, and I've seen it. I've said this on Rory's show before. I've seen liberals change overnight, and it's traumatic for them. It's amazing to watch across. Um I've seen them where their foundation for all their beliefs have been shattered. And they fall apart. They disintegrate. They melt. They hide. Uh, yes, they're cowards. And when they, their foundation's gone, they don't know what to do. They're thoroughly confused and they keep their mouths shut and they just stay out of everything. And I, I saw it during the Northridge earthquake. I was in the middle of it. We lived in Granada Hills. And we were there. And, uh, and I got into a huge argument several days before with one of my neighbors. and he, you know, he said that you're a gun collector, but you're part of the plague on American society. You, you gun owners, you NRA people, you're the problem. That And, and he went on and on and on. And we had quite an exchange and everything. And then the earthquake hit uh, several days later. And uh, we had gang members coming through our neighborhood with, uh, on the back of pickup trucks that were looting while people were home. Gee. Now, I called the back then. The phone was built into the car back in those days. And I had a Panasonic in between the seats. And, and I called uh, Northridge, uh, Devonshire Division. Over there, I, you know, because that's who handled our area. And uh, they said there's nothing they could do. Uh, try Foothill Division, which was ridiculous. It's all the way down San Fernando Road, down through Solmar. I Okay, so it took it about another hour. Somehow I was able, we got through. And my neighbors are all around the car, and we're listening on speakerphone. And I, I told the cop what's going on. And the cop said, stay away from them, try to get their license plate number. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. He said, there's no way that we can get any, any units even near you. You're on your own. And I just, I was, he said, do you understand what I'm saying? I said, I understand. He said, can you defend yourself? I said, yes, I most certainly can. He said, if you have no other options, do what you have to do and call us when you're done. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I said, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And he said, good luck to you and your family. And he hung up all the neighbors. were all sat there looking at each other. What we ended up doing was we got together and we created, we put two picnic tables together, and we had gun cleaning parties all day long for several days. And they'd drive through the neighborhoods, and they'd see that, and they left our neighborhood alone because we sent out a message. Obviously, we didn't want any issues, but we sent out a message. Now, my neighbor, the liberal, ended up knocking on my door and asked if he could borrow a gun to defend his house. And I said, you're the one that called me a plague on society. Now you get it. Now you understand. And now you're asking me to loan you a firearm. You know nothing about firearm safety. And you expect me to hand over a shotgun or something to you or anything. You're out of your mind. And he never spoke to me again for the entire time we lived there. But it, it shows that their minds can be changed, but it takes something drastic to come to the dinner table. It takes the real world to knock on their door before they change their minds. And then they shut the fuck up. <laughs> very
2: true. It's very true. Uh, IQ. Let's go to IQ in Europe. IQ, go ahead. In Europe, go ahead.
11: Well, we keep talking and talking and talking. And some gentlemen said that it is Donald Trump is a movement. But I've been saying for two years in my talk shows, Donald Trump cannot do it on his own. He has to have the people who support him to go out in the streets to prove the point. But nobody is going out in the streets. Only the leftists are going on the street. We haven't had a single occasion where supporters of Donald Trump went out by the hundreds of thousands to say not in our name, to say that we need to have the borders secured to say that we don't need three or two or three Muslims in Congress trashing America and getting away with it again and again and again. And yet, anybody who speaks about Islam, whether in Congress or outside Congress, is shut up. The time to, to talk is over, gentlemen. I'm talking from the outside looking at from Europe. As one guy said, Europe is finished. Demographically, Europe is finished. Not in one year, not in two years. Five to ten years, definitely gone. But you don't want America to have the same suffering. You can't keep on talking. You have to organize movements. And you have the people to do that. You have the patriots to do that. But you've got to show it. Am I right or am I wrong? I keep asking the question. What do you think? you you're,
2: you're absolutely right, and I, and I want to I wanna welcome to the show, uh, who's on the line, uh, economist, entrepreneur, speaker, writer for Town Hall, writer for maps, Live Dead, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Bussler. How are you, sir?
12: I'm doing well, Rory. How are you? And hi to everybody. Uh, pleasure to be here. I've listened to some very interesting conversations. You know, I, I always tend to agree with what Dr. Branch says, uh, and followed up by IQ. Um, You know, the country was really headed in uh, the wrong direction. Um, You may recall when Barack Obama was running for president uh, in 2008, he said he wanted to fundamentally change America. And what he had changed it into uh, was something that uh, historically the country was uh, probably a center-right country, uh, and he tried to pull it all the way over center-left, and then his successors now – are trying to pull it even further to the, the, the left. Uh, Donald Trump comes along, and as Dr. Pranch pointed out, it wasn't just a person running for office. It was really a, a movement uh, away from that kind of thinking and toward more uh, free uh, freedom and free market principles. Um, and uh, IQ is right. He said uh, he can't do it by himself. Um, now, we typically don't do things like march in the street that often for things like this, although the left seems to do it uh, very often. Um, but um, we can do it at the, at the ballot box. Um, and I think uh, in, in 2020, uh, based on just what everybody has been talking about, the Mueller report and what Trump has done, Um, And as long as the uh, economy, which has slowed down a little bit, by the way, but as long as that picks up, uh, and I think it will, um, things are going to look real good for for Trump if the Republicans can increase their majority in the Senate and regain the House, uh, both of which I think are real possibilities, especially if Trump wins uh, fairly handily, which I also think is a good possibility. Uh, you know, then maybe um Trump will have enough support uh that he'll really be able to get to get some things done. And remember he's um he's not a politician, he's a business person. Uh, so he's not afraid to tackle uh problems. You know, he's riding real high on uh, uh the Mueller report which essentially cleared him of, of everything um and a politician would ride that for a while. Um, a business person says, "No, we have other problems we have to deal with let 's take a look at health care. Um, well, I think he's going to finally decide to wait until after twenty twenty to take a look at that. but he sees a problem at the border he said okay we've got to we've got to deal with with that um, and rather than doing things that are politically correct, which the last administration constantly did, uh, he's doing what uh, is really the right thing to do for the country. And he puts the country first and the Republican Party second. Uh, The Democrats do it the other way around. They have the Democrats first and the country uh, second. Um, And I think uh, after 2020, uh, he'll be able to really, really move things uh, forward. There's a lot of other things that could happen. I don't know how far uh, Bill Barr will go to investigate uh, what the, the terrible things that the Democrats uh, and the FBI and uh, the DOJ did right. to Donald Trump and the country for the last couple of years. But all that, I think, is going to end up being very positive for Trump. And this movement, I think, will con- uh, continue. And we
2: just found out today, you know, speaking of this entire situation, we found out today that the Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele were paid $3.8 million by a Soros group, George Saro's group, which – I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, that doesn't shock me at all, but we just keep finding out more and more information, you know?
12: Yeah, Um, and uh, as all of that stuff is uh, coming out, you have uh, Doug Collins is uh, releasing this uh, uh, literally every week. Um, Eventually, the president's going to declassify the uh, FISA warrants, and uh, some more of this information, those 302s, et cetera. Uh, And I think when all this comes out, I I think you're going to see how badly the Democrats really behaved during this whole time and how much uh, uh, corruption there was at the highest levels of the law enforcement agencies that we're supposed to respect.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, go ahead. Yeah.
5: So uh, very interesting, very interesting discussion. 'way said some kind words, and I really appreciate that your book sounds really awesome brother I'd love to meet you next time I'm in New York maybe grab some steaks I'm there pretty frequently uh, wish you all the best with that very exciting stuff and and just kind of to go back into that conversation about accelerationist you know versus policy uh, I certainly don't want to uh, uh, step on what anyone else is doing and and I think that there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, commonality here, but I also think that there's a certain level of tact that we should be having these these conversations with. Uh, what, what I'm fixed, focused on, and, and you know, and I, I think that we have a situation where we do have so many issues and, and such a, a dark trajectory moving forward that it's almost necessary to be playing multiple strategies at once and and looking for that thing that you know that that lightning is gonna is gonna strike. And there's almost a divine hand at work. I think we can recognize that. The election of Trump, there was a, a divine hand clearly at work in that. Um, I, so I focus, and, and what I'm about is, is actually is, is aggressive, aggressive policy that w- would really remake the landscape. And I think that about what's demographically, I mean, what, one, one thing that we can do is we can look at it and, and recognize that you know, the game has sort of has been broken. I mean, they've rigged and, and really poisoned the well of liberal democracy. But I also think that the lesson in there is that some remarkable things can be done within these governments. I mean, if you had said in 1960, 90% white nation uh, could within 50 years, you would be having conversations about uh, about white genocide occurring in in all of the United States and, and Europe. I mean, that idea would have sounded absolutely absurd. And, and, and frankly, that's, that's why so many of these immigration policies passed through, because no one actually thought that these things were possible. Uh, I think what, what's very important is that we do things, and I've called for this in the past, uh, labeling white genocide as a, as a global humanitarian crisis and having a, a summit around it. Um, and, and I think what, what you're going to see in the future is that you do have nations – Uh, We're all – essentially, this is not just happening in the United States. This is obviously, as the other guests are talking about, this is happening in – and some would say in some ways more accelerated. It's – I mean, part of the stuff with the Trump thing, and I think this is a point that gets lost, is that, uh, you know, Eastern Europe and, and Russia has shown tremendous leadership on social issues and culture. And this is really the thing that uh, really set them against the globalists, is that, is that Russia, you can say what you want about the various issues there, uh, you know, income inequality and these types of things, but they have prioritized retaining Russian identity. Right? So a nation like Russia in 20 or 30 years when France is voting in Sharia law, Russia is still going to be Russia. And I think that that is a, a, a very important thing. And, and, and there's other Eastern European nations, They've retained their identity against this onslaught of globalism. So I think what is really important is is for actually for for nations, for sort of white European Christian nations, to actually start meeting and talking about this stuff uh, openly. Because what's going to occur is there's going to be tremendous white flight out of these nations. I mean, some nations are, are basically, they're toast. I mean, France appears to be toast, right? Germany appears to be toast. So, so my question then becomes, okay, so what happens to those 30% of friends that voted for Marine Le Pen? What does their future look like, right? They're, they're going to have to do country to change there. And I think that that's, it's important for, for your Christian nations, to sort of make a pledge that we're actually we're going to take in these refugees. And, and in a way, it's almost like a, a game of risk where you, you sort of you fortify so the countries that are hyper-progressive, and then you, you, and then you create a sense of competition between, you know, Western nations and, and European nations in terms of actually pushing back on the culture of this. Because it's like, okay, yeah, France is done. We'll take the French patriots, right? I mean, something needs to happen for the, for the, for the white South Africans that are being uh, right. literally genocide out there right now. So there has to be a coming together and a recognition that this is going on and a, a willingness to take in those people. So when we talk about immigration, we also have to have a, a sort of malleable – got to go to commercial uh, in a sec, Gerald. – how we address these things. Yeah, so, so, so just ahead, to wrap Jack. that up – Continue your thoughts, thought, though. Yeah, we we have to actually be intellectually fluid upon it, because if everything is about just stopping immigration, we look at the, the radical transformation. I think that, that actually turning this thing around is actually going to require us to enact many of the same things that the left has done to us over the past 50 years to make such radical demographic changes. We simply need to uh, grab their apparatuses, which have been used against us, and turn them back into being favor proactive government and yes schools under control. Out, that's going to be critical okay and that that's going to be critical to get the schools under control this is why i've called for academic reform starts with prosecution gender curriculum gender theory that is fundamentally sexually abusive of minors and radicalizing children against their own country is a fundamental act of treason this is the tone and tenor that we need to be taking moving forward thanks for letting me speak
2: I got another commercial. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sauter from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else, and all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello everybody, this is Rory Sauter from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega 45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit the TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. All righty. We are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listened to in 22 different countries on over 60 online platforms. And everybody, don't forget, if you missed past episodes, you missed past clips, or you want 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit our new media site, thenext, N-E-X, gen, dot com. Everybody, I do want to get into something that's really been bothering me, and it's it's an epidemic that never, ever stops, and it, it applies to so many different things. But the gang violence and, and the whole gun control narrative that the Democrats want to spew. I mean, you have mil- millions of gang members in this country that have their guns illegal on the street, and we all know criminals don't follow laws. So when you have a dumb liberal and when you have any of these stupid stupid fucks that believe that gun control will make a difference, I mean, you have gang members in New Zealand right now saying they're not giving their guns to, 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 the, to, New, to the New Zealand uh, you know, uh, gov- gov- their government they- They're not turning them in And the same thing would happen here You're not going to have criminals and gang members Turn over their guns uh, and-, and you have all of this violence You have shootings every day In these run-down inner-city neighborhoods And you have black people Who are killing each other Every goddamn second In Chicago, in Baltimore In all these various Detroit It goes on and on but they want to talk about, and this should, this should drive anybody nuts. I'm going to get into a bunch of different subjects here, but it, it, it applies to so many different things, gun control, uh, you know, the whole race-baiting bullshit, when they like to basically only give the narrative attention if it's a white cop going after a, a black guy. And usually it's because the black guy doesn't put his hands up or, or it's not following instructions. We've seen so many situations, more than not, uh, probably 90% of the time, where the liberal media will take the side of the enemy, of the person that caused the problem, and then the cop's the bad guy. And, and then they, they start this entire race war and this entire narrative that anti-cop, it, it, the blacks are the victim, they don't take any accountability. Now, I'm just tired of it. And, and you know what? I know, I'm not just describing the black community. I'm describing multiple I'm describing all people, but obviously in the black community, it's a bigger problem than any other ethnicity. I mean, this is constant. It doesn't end. I mean, we're seeing people in California shooting each other. We just saw, for instance, look at, you know, I didn't care about this rapper, but he was a dick and he hated Trump, but he got shot the other day and killed over in, uh, in the L.A. area. I mean, and this is, this is just a one of many examples and, you know, look at, look at Chicago, for instance. They got the most strictest gun laws, and they're the leading homicide uh, rate. It doesn't, it doesn't stop anything. But all the Democrats care about is power, political agenda, and, and look what they're doing. I mean, what they're pre- preaching and spewing is communism. What did Hitler do b- before, he took, before he killed millions of, millions of people? He took away their guns. This is not rocket science. And, when, you know, when they say assault rifle, oh, well, I just want assault rifles, Ben. You know what? Anything – no, they say assault weapons, my bad, assault weapons. And I say anything can be used as, a, as an assault weapon. I mean, th- that term is so stupid and, and absurd. Uh, and I'm, just, I'm tired of, you know, certain people not taking responsibility. And every second I'm reading that the white the, the blame Whitey, blame Whitey for all your problems. I'm tired of it, because you know, the minute a white person says something to a black person, everybody bats an eye. People go crazy in the media, but black people can say all this shit about white people, and nobody bats an eye. And I, I keep reading about this crap, and it just it doesn't stop. Uh, Doctor Branch, go ahead.
1: Well, I have guns for several reasons. I have. Categories of guns First of all, ones I enjoy Going out, shooting Hunting And then I have guns for Self-defense These are to keep my family Safe Then I have guns against tyranny The reason why I have Those is because of the Second amendment And it is something our forefathers Charged us to do Period and, you know, well-armed militia is something that we have every right to do. New Zealand, you know, when you see that, you know, the year before they had like one murder. Now mm-hmm. some person comes in from Australia with some guns and now everybody changes the gun law because of that. What, where's the sanity behind that? Where, where, How does that even make sense? And it doesn't. It doesn't. It leaves you know, a good guy defenseless. Well, it does. And, and Kevin from Crew down there in, 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 at ASU, you know, he brought up a good point, bump stock. So I didn't even know about bump stock until that lunatic up there in uh, Las Vegas used one. But then again, you know, it was perfectly legal to go out and buy. Now, if I bought it, and I'm not saying I did or didn't, but if I did, now I got to turn it in. Or else I'm a felon, where where is the rationale behind that? And I don't understand that at all. And I think Kevin, that crew, he had a a good point that was made. You know, Bill talks about the moral high ground, and I appreciate that. I, I truly do. I teach at number one, number two Christian universities in the world. I teach at Liberty University and Grand Canyon University. And I like having the moral on my side. But now you you mentioned something early on Rory that ticked you off and that was that illegal alien raping that 12-year-old girl. That made you yeah. mad, right? Well, Extremely, let me ask you yeah. this. I, yeah. Extremely mad. Extremely mad. And we're in the you know, the Me Too movement. Well, you know, the moral high ground, you have Roman Polanski still directing films. You have he he drugged and he raped a thirteen year old he no not just a pedophile he drugged and raped a thirteen year old he pled it down uh to statutory rape. but the realization is there's i don 't know if there's anybody in Hollywood that would not want to do a movie with this guy, so the moral high ground has has been gone with now you have them wanting to kill infants. You know, not not just abortion, but the child's born alive. There is no moral high ground. The left is counting on us. Say, well, we got to worry about the moral high ground. Well, they've given that up completely. I am not giving up my guns. No, I don't do anything illegal with my guns. I still have a carried weapon or permit in the state of Arizona. You don't even have to have that. You could go down, buy a gun. Store it concealed And it doesn't matter but I travel Back and forth across this country I have reciprocity with that uh, Carry concealed weapon permit And the realization is, is I don't do anything illegal with my guns But I do have Three categories for my guns And absolutely do and I will Keep those and You know to me to give that up Is just a ridiculous concept To these people on the left It just doesn't make any sense to me
2: Right, and, and you know, you look at—I mean, this is so anti-America. Their their whole narrative, and, and it's it's beyond it's beyond disgraceful because you have all these different uh, bad situations happening, and the media just wants to ignore it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Yes,
4: yeah, so I'm a big proponent of guns and the Second Amendment. I, I advise everyone to do it legally, of course. Um, you know, be very careful. Know the rules with guns because there are tons and tons of rules that will just um, that uh, the ATF impose on us that uh, could really lock you up for a very, very long time. Uh, here's an example is that you have a rifle. Okay. That's legal. But if it's, uh, the barrel is shorter than 16 inches, it's now a short barrel rifle. And that's super legal. Um, you know, same goes for like a, a shotgun. You have a short barrel shotgun, very illegal. You can't do that. If you have a, you know, bump stock on any of these things, it's illegal. Um, and so what we see is our Second Amendment is being just taken away, and especially in places like, you know, California, Washington, Colorado, are they're restricting how much ammo you could buy, and, you know, you're put on a registry, and if you form a militia um, that could put you away for a long time as well if it's not done according to all these dumb ATF rules. And so what we have here is the inability to defend ourselves. And that should be a big warning to everyone is, is that these are some of the things that um, are – our ruling elites are, you know, the the ruling left is trying to impose uh, on us because that's what they fear most. Uh, So I I really do think we need to, you know, have a rifle, have ammo, have, you know, means of defending ourselves because we are absolutely going to need it. Um, The demographics are completely going against us. You know, voting is not even going to be much of a a concept. It's not going to be like useful for us because we just don't even have the votes. It's just going to be impossible. And so, I, I I seriously commend your guest uh, clint he, he has a very sobering opinion about all this that um, you know the, the game's almost up and uh, we really have to stand our ground and uh especially uh you know find a community organize you know find a republican group we need to group up together and uh, fight this tyranny because if we're individualists it, nothing's going to get done we need we need to collectivize and, and fight
2: this. And I was just, I want to go to you. I want to go to you, Bill in Texas, but I was just reading a statistic. I'm pretty, I've known this before. I'm pretty sure, but the the gang violence really needs to be addressed because the statistics are blacks make up 12% of the population and they commit 53% of the crimes. I mean that, if you think about how big and significant those numbers are, I mean, that's a little ridiculous. And, there's just not enough accountability in that community. And, and I'm not saying this to be hateful in any in any way, shape, or form. We just always see these people get the victim mentality, especially from the mainstream media. Uh, Bill, go ahead.
3: Yeah, um, I, I think, Dr. Branch, you misunderstood what I was saying. We hold the moral ground, so there's – I mean, that's not a debate. What I was saying was this being on the right side of history when the, when if things go – south that that you're on the right side of that when it starts and then the polanskis and that that gets taken care of in the wash it's it's but and but what i'm what with gun control it's a very simple thing you start putting people in prison for 25 years to life for for holding up stores with with a gun or any kind of crime with a gun china china had a, a huge opioid problem and what, they did a very simple thing. They said, if you're over 65 years old, you're gone and we don't care and all that. If, if you're under 65 and you, you're selling opium or doing opium, we're going to kill you. And guess <laughs> what? They don't have an opioid problem no more. So that's the same thing, but it doesn't matter. You could take all the guns off the streets if you want and take the, never mind about the government, but they're going to kill each other with baseball bats, or, and if they can't find baseball bats, they'll get knives, and if they can't find knives, they're going to find a brick, and if they can't find a brick, they're going to find a rock. So that's a that's a part of human nature that, that you're never going to be able to govern. It's just, it's a, it, you can control it, and you can limit it, and you can create a civilization and a society that, that reduces it, but it's never, never going to go away. I, I read an article the other day. white guy gets arrested for stealing a car in Chicago, gets five years in prison. gang member shoots a guy in an armed robbery, gets 16 months. Now, there, that's, that's the problem, and, I, and I, I guarantee you that you can take the, the guns out of these, these guys' hands or take these guys out of the you know away from the guns by cha- by making these laws where if you've got a stolen gun 10 years in prison if you rob a store 20 years in prison you shoot somebody it's 35 years and they'll stop it
8: they can't do that they're too compassionate their own compassion is it's it's hogtied them They've they've done it to themselves. Their their compassion. We can't do that to someone and put them away for that many years. He had a child, a, a rough childhood, you know. That's, and, and now you have the courts that are out of control, and these people in the streets. I've argued with many politicians well, that, about this. I said you you people, the politicians, are the ones that are to blame for all the gun issues and everything. And your answer to us is to create more gun laws that affect only the law abiding. I said what we need actually is lunatic control and criminal control. And you don't have the the balls. To go after that and <laughs> deal with either one of them, you shut down the asylums, you let the lunatics walk on our streets, and then you wonder why we have problems.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, yeah. oh, you go ahead, Mike, finish
8: your thoughts. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry for chiming in, but I mean, I'm very active with the Second Amendment community up here in New York and on a lot of forums, and I've collected over. I mean, I got my first Type 99 Arasaka when I was seven or eight years old, and I brought it home on the bus with a bandit. I got it in an antique shop it was back in the 60s, and I took it, took it home. I was proud of that thing. I was a little kid. If that happened today, it would end up on the news. It was a different world. Accountability was on the table. Common sense was on the table. We let them take the podium and take the control of the microphone for too long. So it's time we take it back. Enough for the bullshit.
2: Well, well said. Yeah. IQ. Go ahead.
11: Again, we keep talking and talking, but nobody's doing action. Organizing Republicans is a fantastic idea, but in every single city, in every single county, you should do that. Mm -hmm. Somebody in any of these uh, areas Mm -hmm. should take it upon himself or herself to organize. With modern technology, with with Twitter and everything, you can organize millions of people. The leftists do that all the time. Why aren't the Republicans doing the same? I mean, it's the same question again and again. The leftists have taken over the Internet. They have taken over the streets. And the Republicans keep saying, okay, we'll do it when we vote. It's not enough.
9: Yeah, It takes two years
11: to four years to vote. In the meantime, they're taking over the state, the country, and everything in power.
6: Plus, the elections are increasingly rigged. And
11: Sorry? 5
6: million illegal votes cast in the last election. Nobody talks about that
11: uh, when right. Hillary
6: ran again. Uh, and 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 the, the, we're all making sense. We're all making logical arguments, very rational, educated points of view. The only problem is the people we're dealing with don't have the slightest freaking interest in logic, education, in in working out rational approaches to things. They are about anarchy, okay? And, and it's about time we we stepped up to that and faced it for what it is. Okay? Thank you. They have a 100-year game plan to take over this country. Now, I worked for a Japanese corporation in the early 90s that had a 100-year game plan for taking over IBM. Okay? All right? And they're in the process of doing it. All right? I, they, they've suffered lately. But the Islamic – political it's not just terrorism. It's a political movement as I'm sure our, our great gentleman friend in Europe will will, will probably agree, it is a very well-organized, it's not some spontaneous group of guys running around the desert with uh, uh, fourth-generation weapons. It is a very smart group of people, and they're smarter than we are, and they've got some very clever people helping them, like George Soros, okay? And so you've got them down in Central America organizing. Who do you think's behind that, Okay. It's a combination. It's a coalition of evil. And until we get somebody in this country that stands up and says, this is evil, this ain't 1920 anymore, we don't have the ability to handle illegal or any immigration on an unlimited basis anymore, and the country will be lost in 5 to 10, 20 years at the most, it'll never be gotten back. And there's no place to stand when the Muslims take over, because you're not going to coalesce with them. You either become one of them, or you're an infidel, and you lose your head.
0: What, yeah.
6: Any questions about that?
11: Yeah, but <laughs> nobody's well asking the question not even exactly. in Congress. No nobody no is asking the same no question in Congress.
6: But, but, sir, you know, you you, asked, you talked about a seminal event. How about 9-11-2001? How about that? Okay. Should that have not been enough of an eye-opener? But it has not been. Okay.
7: And, uh, you know,
6: when we had uh, people trying to build a mosque a block from where 3,000 people died, and we have this legal-slash-moral argument going on, well, should we let the Muslims build that there or not? And the answer is no. No. And I'm sorry, I've got three college degrees, two graduate. I'm not an anti-intellectual, okay? I'm simply saying that only takes you so far. And in the history of the planet, major change has been made at the end of a gun, not by a bunch of guys sitting around talking it over forever. And we've been talking about this for 35 years that I know because I heard it in the Reagan administration in 1985. And we haven't moved that far. I'm sorry, we just haven't.
2: Right. right. I hear you. It that really upsets me. me. No, that is too, a nice move. I hear you. Trump uh, is a good Dr. move. Doctor Busler, go ahead, Doctor Busler. Uh,
12: well, I tell you, there's a lot. A lot been been said here. Um, I I I think a change is is made. I don't think we necessarily
9: have to do anything. Um, at the
2: end of a uh, You're cutting out a little uh, bit. Think, uh, I'm sorry?
12: You're cutting out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I think. Yeah. Oh, wait
2: a minute. Yeah, better now. So, better. Uh,
12: better. Uh, okay. Uh yeah, yeah, so um I, I think um the Republicans are, are actually laying a lot of groundwork uh nation nationwide. Uh, to get the, the vote out for them and to try to get their message out. Now, they need to be a little more clear with their message, uh, but they are trying to get it out. And the other thing is um, a lot of the appeal that the country has now, uh, particularly the young people, uh, towards socialism, I think is just a result of the bad economic conditions we've had, really, for the last two decades. And now that Trump is here and providing opportunity for people, um, I think some of the younger people, I'm starting to notice it on college campus already, that uh, some of the younger people are are starting to have um, a little less liberal view. uh, And that's very difficult for them uh, because the educational system, really from the time from first grade all the way through college, uh, is uh, taught by people who have a very liberal view view of things, so it's difficult for them. But um, I think they're starting to see uh, that this growing economy and a return to really the way the American uh, spirit is supposed to be um, will really be better off for them than uh, this socialism. The more they learn about uh, free college and free health care and free everything from the government, the more they realize uh, how expensive those free things are, because while you get them for free, once you start working, you'll be paying for the rest of your life for other people to get it for free. Um, so I think right. just if uh, the president can just keep doing what he's doing, uh, get a little more support behind him, and uh, have a successful election in 2020, um, I think this uh, movement that Trump started in 2016 will continue and. You know, hopefully, restore some of the principles that uh, made this country great.
2: Yeah, very, very well said. We have about two minutes left, uh, but Dr. Busler, I want to ask you uh, something very Go important. Um, and obviously, you're an economist, and you know, you know these things well. President Trump announced, obviously, uh, in the last week, that Republicans are going to be the new party of health care. How do you see yeah. this? Um, uh, going unfolding. What, what do you what do you expect?
12: Well, so um, what, what's going to happen is you you may recall last fall a a judge in uh, Texas ruled that um, since the individual mandate is gone and the tax associated with that is gone, um, the uh, Affordable Care Act is essentially unconstitutional. Um, I think he was right. Uh, that was appealed. Um, it'll probably get to the Supreme Court most likely about next year at this time. uh, And the Supreme Court will issue a decision uh, probably in uh, around June or July, right in the middle of a presidential election. So what Trump wanted to do, because again, he puts the country ahead of the party. What he wanted to do was say, look, that could potentially be a very serious problem for the country. So to avoid that, now that uh, he's been cleared of any wrongdoing by the Mueller report, uh, since he's uh, to avoid that uh, health care crisis that will be here next summer, he said let's take a look at coming up with something um, that is a, a, a much better plan. The Republicans have some ideas. They need to finalize them a little bit. You remember if, um, the last they uh, tried to repeal Obamacare and it came just one vote in the Senate short. Uh, so I think President Trump wanted to attack the problem uh, with Republicans now. And I think the uh, Republican Party said, listen, uh, we're, we will never do this with a Democratic House. So uh, let's wait till after the 2020 election. Um, at that time, the Trump will be reelected. We hope to increase majority in the Senate and, and gain the House. And it'll be much easier to tackle then. Then they'll go after something that has less government involvement, more free market competition, and more choice right. for consumers. Um, one last what, point, what, and I only, ha- only have a minute. When you look at the goals of healthcare, care, the, the, the goals are uh, the uh, yes. highest quality, most reasonable price, and greatest coverage. The Democrats right. have switched that around. They think coverage right. should be the number one goal, then price, then Quality. So the government, the Republicans will restore that. We'll get a high-quality system, reasonable price, right. and won't cover everybody, but cover as many as possible.
2: Doctor Busler, in, in ten seconds, please tell everybody where they can find you. Everybody, we got to go.
12: Uh, Twitter at M B U S L E R and on Facebook, uh, Funding Democracy. Thanks, and talk right, to you doc, next week. Doctor
2: Busler, we'll see you next week. Uh, IQ, real quick, go ahead.
11: Just Google. Al-Rasuli, W O L I, and you know about Islam more than the Muslims.
2: Perfect. Thanks, thank you. Let's go to Kevin, real quick.
4: You can find me at republicansunited.org. Thank you,
2: Roy. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Let's go to Bill, real quick.
3: Yeah, you can follow me at super elite Texan on Twitter. Thanks.
2: Perfect. Uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead.
1: Great show tonight. If, if you follow me on Twitter at Bob Branch, that's B O B B R A N C H.
2: Excellent. Clint, go ahead real quick.
6: Well, I'm in a transition period now. I left my show last week. Uh, they can find me on my Facebook page, Clint Bellows, of course. And then, uh, uh, eventually perfect. we yeah, will we mount, go... uh, all right, we're going to we mount go 1,200 shows, so uh, you can find those on my flash drive, for on my Facebook. Sure. Thank you very much.
2: Yep. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Um, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my, 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 my guests, my audience, my sponsors, and all my co-hosts. You guys are fantastic. Um, don't forget, we're listened to in 22 different countries, on over 60 online platforms. Um, we will be back with you on Thursday. Big show then. I'll see you then, everybody. I'm Roy Sauter. God bless. Cheers.